0: On today's episode of the Bonus Years Podcast, we do a deep dive into Atlantis Morissette, talk about our feelings on Christian music, and discover that Brooke is not, in fact, a superhero. Let's go. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode
1: 003
0: of the the Bonus Years Podcast. My name's Ben. And I'm Brooke. And uh, today we're talking about limitations. How exciting.
1: That's a great topic.
0: It is a great topic for a great conversation. And uh, I think we're going to have a good time today. So uh, giddy up. Here we go. Okay, one of the things we like to do on the podcast is start every episode with a random conversation starter. Um, We actually use I don't know if you've ever heard of this. This is a shout out to Best Self, but they have an icebreaker set of cards that you can there's different topics and stuff like that but best self also has a really great journal that uh really helped me grow in a season of leadership so uh, if you want to check that out it's a great 13 week uh, i don't know why i'm doing a promo for this but i just really because like it that.
1: really changed how you think uh
0: it's really great and i just holding this card thought oh yeah best self's amazing so check that out best self journals you
1: Anyways, got a question
0: for me i do have a question for you um, what's the first music you bought?
1: Ooh. That I bought or that yeah. someone bought for me? No,
0: you bought. You physically had to go to the quote unquote record store.
1: It was a C- CD store. CD store, like in fries. FYI. It was. Was it? F-F. F-Y- I don't know what it was.
0: For your entertainment. That's I think it's it. FYI.
1: F-Y-E. They had one in the mall. It was by JCPenney's. Shout out to Mississippi. Whoop. Um, I don't remember what I first purchased. You don't? I remember the first CD that i got for christmas okay it was alanis morrison (laughs) and it was seventh grade
0: shut the front door you want to know the very first album that i know i bought in like a fye backstreet boys no It was Alanis Morissette. Nuh-uh. I promise you, it was like third grade, though. So I don't know how you're saying yours is seventh grade, but I like, think your time is off. No, I promise you, it was third grade. Was it
1: Jagged Little Pill?
0: It was probably Jagged Little Pill. Is that the one that's. Is not right?
1: Yeah. I was think? in seventh grade, which means you were in it's sixth like grade. It means yeah. you were sixth grade. Yeah. Not third grade. I don't think that's accurate. The age gap has not shrunk that much. I know, much but I'm saying
0: us. you're wrong about the time frame, and I'm right.
1: I will do some research and get back to our audience about that. You guys feel free to help out. We were both born in 1985. I'm going to
0: look it up and I will edit this out.
1: We were born in 1985 and I got this album for Christmas of my seventh grade year. I think we should let the audience do the work.
0: 1995. You were 10 years old.
1: I'm not saying I got it when it came out. I'm saying I got it for Christmas in seventh grade. Okay. So so, you could, we could both be right is what's happening.
0: uh, Just to update everybody. Uh, and little pill the album released june 13 1995 i would have been 10 years old um so i think technically
1: fourth or fifth grade
0: i may have been wrong i may have been in fourth grade
1: and to clarify However, what i was really behind the curve on non-christian music so the first album that I got for Christmas. That, I, did not, was,
0: I didn't factor in the Christian factor. Uh, so that does delay <laughs> modern music to you by.
1: I got Alanis. would that be?
0: Like seven years? I don't know. I got
1: Alanis <laughs> Morissette's Jagged Little Pill and Chumbawamba.
0: Oh Because I really gosh.
1: liked that song. I get knocked down. But I get up again. Wow.
0: This has been an incredible conversation starter. Let's go ahead with the podcast. All right. Let's do it. Uh, so we're talking about accepting limitations and how they have affected our dreams. Oof. Oof. That's a that's a hefty one. Um, I mean, the context here is obviously, um, if you have listened to any of the other episodes, you know that Brooke uh, suffers from a chronic illness known as what?
1: uh complications due to liver transplant
0: there you go she has chronic rejection which we discovered this year which has been super fun to walk walk through chronic rejection mm. yeah sounds like a really really bad day in high school <laughs> or middle school <laughs> Or middle school that's essentially what middle school and high school are It's just chronic rejection right <laughs> i think a lot more people suffer from chronic rejection than they want to admit but um but because of that very serious problem uh you know, there's been actual physical limitations to what you could do. So we're going to kind of talk through that today. Sound good? Yeah, it sounds great. So I would say, you know, Brooke, why don't you tell us kind of the first time you realized that you had some limitations in your life?
1: Wow. That feels like such a loaded question.
0: <laughs> it's so good.
1: Um, I would say I think I we are always realizing limitations like from childhood. Yep. <laughs> because our parents kind of enforce boundaries on us. And I know the boundaries and limitations are different, but um, after my liver transplant, so I had my liver transplant when I was 20 years old and I immediately wanted to go back to college. So happened in June. Uh, and then I was like ready to go back to school in the fall. Uh, I quickly realized post-transplant that I uh, needed time to recover more than what I expected. And uh, so I... <laughs> I compromised and did uh, online school that semester uh, because I just didn't have the energy that I thought I would have. I, I didn't bounce back to old Brook as fast as I expected to. Uh, what I learned during that
0: pause for a cause. This was the semester you came out and saw me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just for context. Uh, You're
1: really good at context.
0: This was we had dated by this point for uh-huh. six months. We broke up. So we were friends. Um and you say the,
1: so we were friends like every couple who dates and brings up his friends
0: uh in quotes got it you guys just didn't see it uh so the first time you came out to visit post-transplant i remember the first time i saw you and i hugged you and you were just like skin and bones like yeah there was nothing there you were i mean do you remember how much you weighed at that point
1: i weighed about 113 pounds which i don't think i had done since Maybe middle school. Yeah.
0: So your physical body had changed yeah. tremendously. Yeah.
1: During this time, um, I was in the hospital for more than six weeks right. with not a lot of activity, um, and I don't think I even realized during that what was going on with my actual body because in my head I was still the same Brooke, and so when I say uh, like I didn't return to old Brooke as quick as I thought, like I really expected to go back to living my life normally.
0: Right. But you had. I mean, physically undergone such a tremendous transformation. Yeah, really,
1: I really did. Um, And my brain, uh, it's been 15 years and my brain still can't catch up sometimes to the fact that um, there's, there's this huge disconnect between my brain and my body.
0: Can you think of like a moment post transplant that you like hit that wall and realized I may not be able to do what I used to do?
1: I think the moment where I had to not go back to school. Uh, was like the first of a series of moments, mm-hmm. um, and then when I went back to school, because in my mind I'm I'm taking the semester off, but I'll go back in January and be able to resume. I was a vocal performance major, uh, so when you think about transplants, if you don't know anything about them, they're like they severed all my abdominal muscles. My abdominal wall had to rebuild, and all of that's really critical to being able to sing with with breath support and not incorrectly and hurt yourself so in my mind it was like this small window of you got to recover so you can do the thing you want to do and when I went back to college I was like oh gosh I have to relearn the thing Uh, and I have to say no a lot more and I don't like saying no I want to do what I want to do so that first semester back was one of those oh I used to be in a, a choir that traveled I can't travel on the weekends because I need the weekend to recover and get my work done. Um, When my friends want to go hang out like normal college students, like late at night or spontaneously drive somewhere, I have to sleep instead because I just don't have anything left to give at that point in the day. Um, So I started realizing, Oh, my life's going to look different now. And a lot of people aren't going to understand where I'm coming from.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, your voice even changed like the not necessarily the way you speak, but my singing voice, if you could like, uh, I don't know, maybe we could find some old stuff from you back in the day, uh, pre-transplant and then post-transplant and even just the way that you um, your voice sound. Yeah. I mean, you're amazing pre and post-transplant. I will say that right now. That's
1: really nice of you.
0: But it is a different um, there's a difference in your voice just because of all the things that that took place physically.
1: Well, and I remember the first time I realized that not only was there a difference, but I would never sound the same again. There was this tremendous amount of grief because singing has been kind of my identifier of my whole life. Um, And I love it. And it's something that I just, I want to do and I do every day, regardless of if anyone's listening or not. But the fact that like, I felt like I was never going to be as good as I was before. I was kind of like, well, I mean, this is shallow, young, adult, immature right. brain. But I was like, "Why? What's the point of even living if I can't sing as good as I did before?" Yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible way to think. Uh, thank God for growing as a human.
0: Speaking of growing as a human, yep. Do you have a more recent uh, experience that you kind of went, "Oh wait, I still have new limitations I'm discovering."
1: Yep, sure do. So we took our kids, yours and mine. Great, thanks for the clarity. <laughs> we took our kids to Disney World. Uh, this year, with my parents and my sister and her husband, and when we did that, um, like I knew I was kind of like not in great shape. Um, but what I I forget a lot of times is that I still just don't have the same energy that I think I have in my brain. So um, we got to Disney World, and after the first day of like, I remember <laughs> like the first moment in Magic Kingdom when we were like going through the gates, I put Brinley or Braxton, I don't remember which one, on my shoulders. And you were like, babe, are you sure you should be doing that? Because you aren't going to have a lot of energy. And I was like, I'm fine, whatever. I feel great. Totally was the adrenaline of being at Disney and excitement. Um, and by the next, not I don't even think it took a whole day for me to realize. I don't have what it takes to walk around the park. My body will not hold up. And so I had to... Mm, Not had to. I chose to uh, rent a wheelchair, um, which for me was like a tremendous swallowing of my pride because a lot of people with uh, invisible illness, as it's called, where people can't just look at you and see that you're sick. um, I didn't want people to judge me uh, for being in a wheelchair. And I didn't want to be a burden on my family trying to walk around and just exhausting myself. So I ultimately quit worrying about what people thought and made sure that I could enjoy my family. But that's pretty recent.
0: That is very recent. And it's still hard. Right before it's hard, COVID.
1: It's hard to talk about. Yeah. Because I don't I don't like not being able to do the things.
0: Yeah, that was what I think um that was a limitation moment for both of us because yep. um I had and as we both did super high expectations of this trip, we spent a very good chunk of change to take our kids to Disney World. I mean, we live in Washington state and Disney World is almost as far from here as you can go without leaving the U.S. Yep. Uh, so it was a really expensive trip for us. And so I think we both had these really high expectations. We wanted it to be the best trip ever. And, you know, I mean, anybody who goes on vacation thinks of those things.
1: Right. And I feel like we've even gotten better in 10 years of like talking about our expectations ahead yeah. of time. So like we had already had the conversations but then we still didn't meet the expectations we had when we had lowered them.
0: Do you remember the when, where we were when we decided to do a wheelchair? It was- we, Our date night? Yeah, we had our date night, which is just a perfect example of how limitations play out in like reality in our life. Yeah, And that's definitely one of them. And so you know, it impacts not only our family, but it impacts our relationship. And so we had this great night plan. We were gonna, we did the after hours thing. So we were able to go into the park after hours when there was a lot less people there. And so like my brain was like, we we're going to ride every freaking ride like 400 times. We're going to go back and forth all across the park. And uh, the, the reality of the situation was, OK, we started doing that and very quickly realized. And we'd been in what Epcot that day? Yeah, or it was like our that. second
1: day in the park.
0: If you've ever been to Epcot, you know, it's giant, massive park uh, with not a lot to do, but Ugh, giant, back. massive park. Um, it's not my favorite. It's but we've been there favorites. all day with our kids and and. My in laws, Brooke's parents, and all that. So we were all there together. And so it was really uh, a long day. And then we went into the park uh, for the after hours, which I was, we were both super excited about. And then you know, I think we were back in the corner of the park. We had we, like gotten to
1: the back of yeah. the park, and I was like really trying to suck it yeah. up. And
0: you were like, "I can't do this." And I was like, "And you were uh, like, we spent a lot of money. We're gonna do this. Yeah. We're gonna get a freaking wheelchair."
1: <laughs> and I was like, "I don't even know if I can walk to get the wheelchair." Like, I was like, "I will
0: carry you." It was like this, you know, braveheart moment. Like, it didn't
1: feel as like romantic or
0: no, but we totally amazing. made it happen. We did. I, I, you know I should be grateful I probably burned like 14 1500 calories uh that day uh, that night because I literally w- remember the moment when I was pushing you and you were like is this your normal speed and I was like <laughs> yes she's like there's like wind blowing in my hair
1: he, wa- he has long legs Andy walks way faster than and me and I was
0: very excited to be in such an empty park I was like it was it felt like we had broken in is yeah. really what it felt like it was it that did. empty and so um, but
1: that incline up Space Mountain ramp, Space Mountain, that guys, one did us in.
0: That was real. And that was the first thing we did after we got the wheelchair. We went up Space Mountain and I was like, oh, gosh, what have I done? But the rest of it was pretty easy after that point.
1: Because you did the hardest thing first.
0: Yeah. And that, you know, that's a good takeaway for everybody. Do the hardest thing first. Thanks I- for listening today. No,
1: just- <laughs> uh, so that your expectations changed in that moment.
0: Dramatically. And, you know, I think that moment was fine, actually, when it was just the two of us. Uh I actually don't feel like that was that bad. Um, You know, there's actually a couple of times they put us in the front because of that, um, because you had the wheelchair, which was dope.
1: That was nice of them.
0: Um, But there was I think when we integrated everybody, the big group into it with the kids and everything, um, that was a little bit harder just because you could not be as much mom in those moments. And so um, we
1: couldn't be who we wanted to be. Right. Because you want to like take everything in, capture pictures you were pushing a stroller the whole time because yep. I couldn't help with that. Um, I was in the wheelchair, and anytime I think we add people to the mix, yep. so when it's just you and me, like we we're good most of the time. We add other people to the mix, and then their expectations yep. come into play too, and us thinking about what they're expecting and how to meet those, even if we've never had the conversation. And so, just the layers of the dynamics of that.
0: Yeah, how do you process um, these limitations? I mean. With bagels, with bagels and cream cheese, I, I or butter. It. it looks like today.
1: Today's butter. We're out of cream today cheese.
0: Today on. I don't know what I was going to say.
1: You were going to talk about our friends' podcast, weren't you? Uh,
0: you mean bread and cup. bread and cup podcast, which yeah. you should go subscribe to.
1: Today we're drinking coffee. Today and we're eating I'm scones. I'm drinking and eating nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even fasting.
1: Ugh, we love so how them. do you process?
0: That's, Back on topic. We're good.
1: Yep. Um. I don't know when the feelings are gonna come up about my limitations. So I'm trying to be better every day at just, as they come up, letting them be, uh, letting myself sit with those feelings and then um, deciding what to do. Ignoring them doesn't work, I've tried that. Um, And yeah, processing with you is helpful or a friend.
0: Um, which you do really well at. Thanks. Uh, So can you describe like some steps that you take to kind of embrace those limitations versus like playing that victim card and always feeling like life is happening to you? What do you do to get to the place where you actually embrace those?
1: Well, I'm not an expert. So let's start with that caveat. Disclaimer. Thank Mm you. Um, So I can only talk about the way I process, but for me, it's, it is a, a big shift in thinking of like, here are the limits. How can I push past them to here are the limits? What can I do within them? Like, how can I find freedom within the limitations? Because inevitably when I push past what I know a limit is for me, uh, it causes me physical pain, uh, or fatigue for days or weeks. Right. Um,
0: Which causes, I mean, just a ripple effect down the road.
1: Um, and so embracing my limitations means, uh, taking, taking those and saying, uh, my body is warning me about this. I need to pay attention to that and listen to that. It may not be the most popular decision and I may not make a lot of people happy by saying no right now or I need to rest. Sometimes I disappoint my myself when I have to say no. Um, but using the limitations kind of as guardrails uh, to keep me running in the lane of health right. for my family right. is really important.
0: Yeah, and taking care of yourself today means you're better tomorrow yeah and i think that is that's a way to embrace your limitations is to know that they're there um you know whether we like them or not Mm -hmm. and if we embrace them it helps us to actually live the best life that we can yeah and which is kind of the whole point of the bonus years is to take every moment that you're given uh to its fullest potential and that part of that is going oh yeah i know i physically can only do so much yeah and if I push myself, I actually take myself out tomorrow. And that's not good because yeah. I have things I want to do tomorrow.
1: And also like on the opposite side of that spectrum, just knowing like sometimes it's worth throwing caution to the wind and having fun with your spouse or yeah. your friends and knowing like it will affect my tomorrow and I'm OK with that. But making a decision about it instead of letting it happen to you, right? I think is really the biggest takeaway for me. That's good. Well, you've been married to me for 10 years now. Congratulations. True story. What would you say? I don't know. There's there's layers again of this. But how do you feel like the limitations that I have on my life have affected your expectations? Maybe on our marriage or our family or our ministry or our hobbies. You well, can pick a topic.
0: You how want to that? only pick one topic. Well, you can
1: talk about all of them. It's fine.
0: Well, I would say it does kind of blanket all of those. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously being married to somebody who um is not fully able to physically do everything that um i don't even want to use the word normal but like a non uh chronic illness suffering person Mm -hmm. to use a really horrible way to describe that a healthy person ah yes that word um you know i think that you're going to experience you know, just a different reality than maybe the next door neighbor. But you know, in the at the end of the day, everyone has limitations. That's true. Um, you know, and because we live in a world of social media where we only put our best pl- you know our best face forward, right? We only post the best filtered photos, the most happy moments. I think that accentuates the fact that we think that everyone else lives this perfect, dreamy life when that's really not the case. Everyone has limitations. They're just different than others. And ours happen to be you know, related to your health. Um, I mean, that's not the only limitations our family has, but it is probably the most pronounced limitations that we experience. For sure. Um, While, uh, you know, there are tons of other limitations that people experience that are different. So I think it's just about adapting to your reality. And there are days when I feel like I'm crushing that and doing pretty good at Knowing who we are as a as a family unit, and you and I are as a relationship, as a marriage, um, and other times when my expectations are just so ridiculously sky high that I end up being super disappointed and frustrated. Um, so I think it's really just about acknowledging those moments when I'm not happy with how things are, and yeah. being okay with saying that, which mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, I think everyone has this struggle, but sometimes it's really hard to say, I'm really mad that in this moment uh, you have to be in a wheelchair and you're not on your feet walking around like everybody else in the park, right? Yeah. That's frustrating. So being able to, um, not to say that I was great at doing that in that moment. uh, (laughs) You did great. I don't think those words came out of my mouth, but that's definitely what I was thinking. Like, this sucks that my, my family has to experience this because of you know your liver transplant yeah it's not our liver transplant i can't say that
1: it's not but just something i've been processing this week is uh it's you and me against the health issue right it's you and me against the world isn't that yeah
0: take that world
1: you're in trouble we're coming for you um and so it's easy in the moment like because there have been times where you've said, I'm not frustrated with you. I'm frustrated that you're in pain. Yeah, uh, And I've taken that personally to say, well, I can't control it. I'm in pain. So you have to be frustrated with me. And what I'm starting to realize is, no, we're both frustrated right. w- with the pain. And it's us communicating against <laughs> against the illness um, and how it's impacted us.
0: Yeah. Well, that's about all the time we have for today. True. But it's been a really good time talking together with you, Brooke. Thanks, and I hope everyone else enjoyed the conversation today. Hey, don't forget to subscribe and to rate this podcast. It means the world to us that you even listen. Yep. But for you to take that extra step just means so much. So thank you again for tuning in. And we will be uh, right back here next week with another incredible podcast. Are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Oh, she didn't know. She thought I was talking to you guys. I Are did. you guys ready? <laughs> Sweet. I can hear you yelling from here. Thanks for listening and we will see you next week.